going on? Um, are we going? Are we okay? Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I feel like if you ever walked down the aisle, you'd just stumble into whatever aisle it was, whether a mm. church or a, a field or something, and you'd just be like, "Are we on? Are we? Yeah." We're going. <laughs> It's true. Constantly surprised by the events that are happening. I never knew, know the difference between what's real and 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 what's work. Um, it just all feels, <laughs> it's all it's all just melding into one these days. Is that normal? It is. When you're working from home, it's very normal. Yeah, that's um, true. So you know the the, the boundaries have just broken down completely. So the, you know it's uh, I can't tell the difference anymore, and I love it. Well, it's it's fitting that we're starting with a world of confusion because um, the absolutely biggest thing on the internet right now, in Australia anyway, is a brand new government-funded education resource on consent. Uh, it's called the Good Society. That's a problematic name. Let's get to that later. Um, but it's basically a government-funded, I think it's been put together by the um, Department of Education, Skills and Employment. And it is part of the broader Respect Matters program. There's been a lot of discussions about consent in the last few weeks in particular, but for a long time we've been talking about it a lot on on Bang On. And this is the government's response aimed at primary, middle and senior school-aged kids to teach respectful relationships in schools. The first of these modules went up yesterday. There's a whole bunch of like six-ish minutes uh, worth of videos um, and a whole series of them about varying, you know, uh, topics, including consent, and moving the line was the one that everyone was talking about. I mean, how would you describe this video, Miff? Well, maybe we should have a listen to it. But essentially, it's a young <laughs> woman. It's a young woman smearing a milkshake on the face of a young man, and somehow that's supposed to tell us about consent. And I think this is why everyone is so confused. It doesn't actually talk about the main words that need to be spoken in this, and that is consent. And sex and things that are really, really obvious when it comes to having these discussions with kids. Kids are kids are far smarter than this. They don't need a sort of a metaphor for sex or a metaphor for consent. We, look, let's have a listen. This is part of it. To cross into the action zone, both people must agree. Do you want to try my milkshake? Yes, I do. <laughs> is it better than yours? No, I think I prefer mine. But what happens when one person takes action without an agreement? You do, huh? Well, drink it. Drink it all. What are you doing? Drink it all. This is what we call moving the line. When a person imposes their will on you, it's as if they were moving the yes line over the maybe zone or the end zone. Ignoring your rich inner world. So it goes on for about six minutes, and mm. I, I don't think I'm alone here. I was more confused about what the hell was going on before I pressed play after watching this video. I'm still confused. I'm oh, unsure about things, what was happening in the background, who was right, who was wrong, whether you should be friends with someone who's just abused you. What What's going on, Miss? Oh, and also the reference to milkshake. You know, is that a, is that a Khalees reference from the early 2000s, in which case <laughs> none of the kids will know exactly what that means because that was a song from our generation. This is supposed to be talking to teenage kids and it's it's kind of embarrassingly sort of weird and, and rude to them because kids are far more 
educated about sex these days. It's it's like they're kind of saying, "Shh, everyone, don't don't say what it is. Let's just skirt around the the issues and call it a milkshake." and not consent. It's it's so strange. It's so really strange. It's so strange, especially at the moment when we're having these really open discussions and I saw loads of young women in the marches that were happening a couple of weeks ago. I think now is the time you need to be direct and, 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 and truthful and honest about this and don't leave anything open to misinterpretation because, quite frankly, that's the problem here. Consent has been so far all about being open to interpretation. It, it's got to stop now. It's like this is right and this is wrong. When someone says yes, they mean, you know, they might mean yes, but they could also mean no. Like let's not muck around with a milkshake. <laughs> Much like the milkshake, it was very vanilla all the way through, wasn't it? Like the styling of this, you look like you're in a 1950s diner. The characters' names were Bailey and Veronica. These are not names of kids in 2021, I'm okay. sorry. Or if they are, I'm sorry, but you are out of touch. Absolutely. There's no Baileys and Veronicas in my world. <laughs> No, and you know what's really weird is the person who is inflicting or uh, crossing the line or whatever the term is that I'm completely confused about is a woman and we know that most of perpetrators of sexual assault are men. So to flip it and have a woman in that role just seems to be placating something that or placating someone who said, oh, let's let's not, you know, it's not all men, you know. It's, I just don't understand it at all. On that, that was the bit that really got me and it's not about there, – there, there are situations where women are abusers, we know that. The statistics around this are that 97% of sexual violence is perpetrated by men and from purely, again, clarity point – if the vast majority of victims who are watching these modules, these educational videos, can't identify with the video, are confused about the roles because it's not what they see reflected in their own life or, sadly, their own experiences, that's just another level of confusion. And then again, the other thing about encouraging, like there's a part of it where it seems to kind of encourage the victim to maintain a relationship with the abuser Um, even Mm. if they find it disrespectful. So there's this idea of a shared responsibility for the abuse when, again, what we've been talking about recently is making sure that the shame rests with the perpetrator of Mm. violence, with the person who is abusing or assaulting. It's not the victim's um, weight to carry. And I felt like that idea of, oh, we should just work it out, we need to talk about it, Mm. That's that tone of that sat very weirdly with me. Um, the other thing, like I'm totally dissecting the language here, mm. but that there's a lot going on in this video um, and sadly I think there's too much going on and that's part of the, the confusion. But when throughout the narrative of this six-minute video on consent, Veronica kind of is offering up her defence at one stage and that is almost like construing herself as the victim. Veronica's the perpetrator, just to remind you. And I think the line is, please know that I don't want to be this way, you know, and it's. uh, I was reading an interesting article article on Crikey. That's gaslighting 101, isn't it? Calling it out. like, And they basically said, Crikey's saying, this is a hair's breadth away from saying, see what you made me do. And, Mm. again, plays down this perpetrator's responsibility for their actions. It's not, sorry, I did the wrong thing. It's, I don't want to be this way. That's not an apology. That's not understanding your actions. And it's certainly not understanding what consent is and isn't. Mm. It's almost taking away that sense of agency, which is 
It feels like the opposite of what that video should have been. Mm. It's so frustrating. It's a real it's so missed, You can imagine the resources that went into this. Yes, exactly. It's a missed opportunity at a time when we need better discussions and firmer discussions around this stuff, clearer discussions. The kids deserve better than this weird metaphor-filled thing. I mean, the content of the program, you sent that through to me too, that seems actually quite useful. There's a lot of questions being asked. Yeah, that's not the only video. There's a lot of things There's, there's going a lot on. of yeah. questions being asked that, that students will have to go through and, and work through as part of this program. So it's it's actually, you know, there's parts of it that, that will be quite useful, but don't muddy the water with this kind of... Oh, airy fairy, weird metaphors. It, it's not the time for that, and it seems, it seems like everybody's scared to say what this is about, which is sexual assault and rape, and it's a huge problem. And it's not just a problem with young kids; it's a problem with adults. It's happening in Parliament House, and it feels like a whole lot of people who signed off on this are terrified of those words because it actually mm. means they're going to have to sort some of their own behaviours out, and. Uh, that's I feel like that's the biggest problem here. Kids aren't gonna watch this. They'll be they'll think it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Like it's 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 almost like an a, a parody video and then you realise it's real and I, I had to dig deep to figure out who was behind this, where it was coming from, if it had been run by various people for, for feedback, all of that, because I couldn't believe that it was real. And you know what, we like we don't want to just poo-poo this um and, and say you know, wonder what could you do. Um I've got an answer for you. We're here for solutions. There was an amazing video, we were talking about this in the office yeah. yesterday at work, and there's a fantastic video that was put out in twenty fifteen in the UK. Um by the London police, by the Thames police, and it was called Consent and Tea. And it is stick figures, (laughs) it is animated simple drawings, it's one metaphor, clear as day, and as the video progresses, it is front and centre that they're talking about sex and they even say that. They say the tea is sex. It could not be any clearer. Have a little listen. It's a fantastic video. If you're still struggling with consent, just imagine instead of initiating sex, you're making them a cup of tea. You say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And they go, oh my God, I would love a cup of tea, thank you. Then you know they want a cup of tea. If you say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And they're like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Then you can make them a cup of tea, or not, but be aware that they might not drink it. And if they don't drink it, then, and this is the important bit, don't make them drink it. Just because you made it doesn't mean you're entitled to watch them drink it. And if they say, no thank you, then don't make them tea. At all. Just don't make them tea. Don't make them drink tea. Don't get annoyed at them for not wanting tea. They just don't want tea, okay? So I kind of think I looked at that. I'd never seen it before and someone at work told me about it and I was like, did did the Department of Education, did the company that put this together look at that and go, oh, that's a good idea and then coddle together... (laughs) their yeah. own bunch of metaphors and just screwed it up entirely. Like, I, is, are I they just stealing so. an idea and completely not doing the thing of creativity, which is take other people's ideas and make them better? They went the opposite way. But it also, it feels like, they, yeah, they went the opposite way because it was probably poo-pooed, anything direct and constructive was probably poo-pooed by people who are frightened to say the word sex, rape, consent. There's one other video that a lot of people were tweeting yesterday, which mm. is... Luke McGregor, who did that oh, fantastic series, yeah. Lukewarm Sex, and here's his take on explaining consent. Do you want to try on this cool hat? Uh, yeah, sure do. Thank yeah. you. It's cool. It is cool. Oh, he looks good. 
I like it. It mm. feels nice. It feels nice. Yeah, I, yeah, it looks I, very... I like wearing it. All right, well, thanks for that. No mm. problems. Do you want to try it on again? No, I'm good, thank you. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, look, you tried it on once, just try it on again. No, I don't want to. I don't you want to... seem to really enjoy it the first time. Yeah, I did. I just don't want to try it on again, that's all. All right, maybe I'll just put it on you while you're asleep then. Why would I want to wear a hat while I'm asleep? What yeah. if I get you real drunk? You'll wear the hat then, won't you? No, I don't want to wear the hat at all. I'm... Put on the hat! No, I don't want to wear it! Wear it! No, I don't want you! So there it is. It's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The ABC's got you back. Let That's, us do our work. Yeah, just uh, just pop this video, like put that one in instead of that weird milkshake one that no one understands and stop watching after about two minutes. I just feel sorry for all the actors that took that gig. I just oh, feel I like they're caught up in the middle of it. It's just Not their fault. Not their fault. Ooh. Zan, I'm fairly certain that you're aware of a brand new television series that Netflix has commissioned in Australia and it's the delightfully titled Byron Bays and the Bays is spelt B-A-E-S as in, you know, mm-hmm. your best Bays. Uh, that that kind of gear is going on <laughs> with that title. It's a play on words and I reckon, you know, to be honest, I'm watching simply for the title. Um, that, that's enough to get me hooked. But it looks like that this reality show based on influencers who live in Byron Bay currently uh, has not gone down very well with the locals. They are organising protests. They are refusing to allow filming in their cafes and their bars and their restaurants. I think even some people are organising a paddle out in protest, which is so very Byron Bay. It's ridiculous. And quite frankly... Um, <laughs> I want to watch a documentary on all of this. This, to me, sounds like the best telly show you could possibly get. But, no, it's about the influencers who may or may not have lived there for a long time or a short time. I don't even know who these people are. I've been blissfully unaware of all of them for a long time, and I think that's a good thing. But can I say, regardless of the controversy that's that's occurred in Byron Bay, I am going to lap this one up like you wouldn't believe, as if we're not going to watch it. It's an amazing pitch. Do you think it's fair, though, like even the Byron Shire mayor is asking his council to oppose the production? You know, businesses, large businesses like Ray's in Watergo, which is one of the most famous boutique hotels and various cafes are saying, no, you can't use um, our spots for location shoots. The the mayor made one decent point. He was like, this doesn't talk about the real issues affecting the residents of of Byron Bay, the the homelessness that happens in in that part of um, northern New South Wales. Locals are worried that it's not going to paint them in a good light, not in the spirit of Byron Bay, um, and it will ignore those those issues of the town. What do you think? Do you think it's overstepped the mark? What's your vibe on it? I think they're worried about some sort of global damage that will come from this, and I don't know, that feels to me... A little bit odd given it's it's that ship has sailed. We had the Vanity Fair <laughs> article about the what are they called? The the Murphers, the 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 women, the mum surfers. Oh my a god, couple I of forgot years about ago. that. Ca- that was amazing. Yeah, and like go back and read that. It's a long read, but you, you really get an idea of, of what's going on there. And I don't see how it could be a problem. I mean, Byron Bay is completely out of the hands of those people who originally settled there, I feel. That kind of sleepy township is has not been like that for such a long time. And now that mm. Hollywood's living there, it is a, a very, very different place. Uh, I think it'll bring a lot of work to the production companies into that part of New South Wales. And, I, and that is something that is actually kind of helping to lead the entertainment industry out of 
this COVID period, uh, people are getting jobs. So like on that level, I think it's good. I do understand that you would be reticent to continue to promote a place like that because it will blow the population out, out of proportion, you know, the wealth compared to the, the regular people. And the regular people can't afford to pay rents there because everyone's renting out their houses on Airbnb. But that's not what this reality show is about. I mean, that's that's a totally different story. And I'm not sure what they're trying to hide by protesting this either because it's already <laughs> you're gonna, there. You're going to start a true crime podcast on this, I can tell. I can see your brain working right yeah. now. Yeah, because it's already there. Like, you know, that lifestyle, the people that live it, they're all there. We see yeah, them on Insta. That's the thing that I um, question. I totally understand if you're a Byron local and you don't partake in any of that, but to all the businesses who trade off that linen-clad, very whitewashed, rattan furniture-loving crew mm. who post stuff on Instagram, who have created and fostered that lifestyle in their social media to then turn around and go, oh, no, you can't represent it like that, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And yeah. also, like, you think, think about – um, I know you're a massive fan of The Real Housewives oh, and yeah. every reality show. Like, do you look at that and go, oh, that's what Melbourne's like? No, you don't. No, not at all. And these people. <laughs> that's not logical. And these people aren't like what regular people are like either. That's why they're being filmed, you know. Like, I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with this stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to mainline this new show through my veins. It's, it's the perfect <laughs> pitch. I've watched Singapore Social, which is about um, young Singaporeans living their best lives. I've been watching Bling Empire on, on Netflix, which follows wealthy Asians in America, living mm. their best lives with all the money in the world. I mean, these people are extreme personalities. That's why you watch it. Um, and the real estate one that I keep forgetting the title of. Um, oh, Selling Sunset? Selling Sunset. You know, like these aren't normal people. It's not going to be a normal program. It's People don't watch it for that. People don't watch these shows for those reasons. They watch it because it's the opposite of their lives. And um, in terms of a pitch, I think it's absolutely genius. I get why the locals might detest the idea, but a lot of it will be the mirror reflecting back, I think, and that might be what makes people uncomfortable. The picture of Dorian Gray coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> uh, speaking of screen things, a little rapid fire screen update because a whole bunch of stuff is going on, and you sent me an uh, email so around excited. Call My Agent, which I got to say, I've been fully getting into it. I've almost finished the first season. I don't know what, what I was doing for the last year of my life. So thank oh, you know. for that long ago recommendation. It's so good. But I clicked on that and I saw a character that I didn't know and I was like, no, I can't read it because I don't want oh, any no, spoilers. Oh, no, 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 don't, 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 no spoilers. But no it's spo- going on. There's going to be more Call My Agent. Well, I thought it all ended with Series 4 that I just watched and I was bereft and I know lots of people were. But it's coming back for another series and I don't care, even if they wound it up, tied it up with a nice little bow. I'm so happy and there's going to be a movie as well. Huge. I can't believe I can't believe it. I, I, I don't know who they'll get for it because they've had every amazing French star and even Sigourney Weaver turned up on, on the last season. So I think if any any stars, Hollywood stars that can speak French, um, they'll all be absolutely screaming for a lead role in this film. I am sure it's going to be amazing. I'm going to continue binging on all the other series before I get to that. Speaking of France too, did you mm. see that the opening night film for Khan was revealed overnight? This is um, quite the pitch. You know that director who did Holy Motors? Kylie was in Holy Motors, wasn't she? I yeah. No. He does pretty free-form stuff. He's a French director mm. and his new film, I think it's his first English language film. So Adam Driver, 
plays the lead. He plays an intensely serious stand-up comedian. Marion Cotillard is a world-renowned opera singer. They fall in love. They have a baby called Annette who has a, quote, unexpected destiny and, wait for it, it's a musical myth. Oh, my God. It's a musical. See, I went, yuck, I'm never going to watch this because of how much I hated La La Land. But do you know who's doing the music? Sparks. Sparks which is amazing. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it already. Like, they are I'm gonna amazing. Put, I'm going to put the trailer and in the show notes. It looks so good. If you've never heard Sparks or, or um, are not familiar with them, they're just these kooky two fellas who have always made quite theatrical music from America um, and – I just can't wait to see what they do with this. It'll be it'll be extraordinary. I hope anyway. We also, when I was looking at this, I was reminded that we didn't discuss yet um, Adam Driver starring in the new Gucci film. Do you remember like, oh, God, was it like six weeks or so ago mm. there was an Instagram post that I think Gaga posted and it was this incredible photo of Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, both of them in full 80s ski wear, like a cream cable net sweater. She had a white mink hat. There was the chunky gold jewellery. I thought perfection. Just like <laughs> seriously, it's like that was my serious mood for the whole week. And I thought that they were starring in a new Gucci campaign because, yeah. you know, fashion houses like to use actors quite regularly, but it's a film. It's a film about Maurizio Gucci who was assassinated murdered by a hitman who was employed by his ex-wife Patricia, Patricia, Patricia. That's Why is that so hard to say? I don't know. It's like alligated. Patricia. <laughs> I love that you're doing, Lady the, you're doing the Italian hand expression while you're doing that too. So <laughs> Don't, good. I'll be cancelled. I'll be cancelled. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this um, – this film, it looks so good. It's going to be coming out in November, but they're filming it through Italy right now. And oh my god, the fashion myth! Oh, the Have fashion. you looked at some of the photos? Oh yeah, it's I'm incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm really here for this because I, you know, I love I love a bit of retro style as well. So yeah. it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, lo- lots of good things to look forward to on our big screens and small screens in the next couple of months. I'm I'm actually quite excited. I feel like things are back. You know. Yeah. It feels good. There's a sense of hope for sure. There's a sense of forward regression and hope. I love it too. Yeah. Oh, speaking of fashion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you to Damien, our, one of our Bang Fam members. Um, membership is free. All you've got to do is reply to our tweets every now and then with some fashion suggestions. <laughs> and this one came through. It was an article in The Guardian. I was not across this. Uh, the headline says, cancel the Olympics fashion outcry as Canada brings back jean jackets for Tokyo for the closing ceremonies. And it is the best. The jean jackets, that, which in Australia is just a denim jacket, a lightly mm. sort of stonewashed denim jacket not sure who the company is behind it but with a whole bunch of spray paint all over it the Canadian flag has been spray paint there's some tagging Canada's written in tagging style um it's freaking awful it's amazing it's like something I would have worn in 1988 and thought it was the best thing when I was 11 I love it it's fashion and you know what they're having fun like it's terrible but they're having fun and I think I think we've lost that with Olympic fashion. Like this year, Australia, green and gold, was that not the time to go with fluorescent green and gold because the fluoros are all back in fashion and yet they've gone to hells, yeah. They're just trying to tone it down with this bottle green and make you can't make green and gold look stylish. Let's go like Canada. Just let it all out there. Just go completely 80s, high-vis, 
all of it. And and Canada's just, I mean, they've got the easiest colours in the world too, red and white. And they've it's just true. still classics. managed to they muck it up. Good. I love yeah. it. <laughs> they I love like, it. You know, it's one half of a Canadian tuxedo. That is the look. That's almost the official uniform with the jeans <laughs> and the jean jacket. So this is like they were born to wear this. Oh, this is amazing. How have they not ta- like doubled it up with another denim pant? This I think we need to write them a letter. We need to say you've missed an opportunity here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What do you think? I'm- what do you think of the jacket? I, um, I'm here for it. I also just think good on you for continuing to work towards the Olympic Games because that just seems freaking crazy and wild. No. And I know that a lot of a lot of um, athletes are just absolutely gurning to get out there. But what a feat! So the fact that Tokyo is going ahead, where the whatever the hell you want, I'm here for it. I'll cheer you on in your half Canadian tuxedo. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I want to buy that merch. I want to buy that shit merch. Oh, can I also say someone else sent something in for fashion and I forgot to to write down your name, but it was amazing. Someone sent through a denim-covered couch, um, like a denim jean-style covered couch, and she said, Doesn't this, seem very comfortable. Is this a jouch? And I said, yes, <laughs> that is a jouch. Bring it on. Bring it on. I love it. A lot of people um, messaging about to let us know that they follow our recommendations. So thank that you. So thank good. you to everyone who, who let us know. We are wondering whether it just goes into the void because, um, well, I obviously follow them, but two years later, but you follow them every week. So yes. thank you, Bang Fam. <laughs> um, here's the, this was a great email from Anna Mack who said, um, kicked off her email by saying, Zan, make sure Miff reads this too. We know she's a bit hopeless at finding this feedback. Shut up. So that was a nice- sh- <laughs> shut up. It's, it is true, uh, however, and I'm not in charge of the admin when it comes to, you, you pretty much know, if you're listening and you've sent us an email, Zan's read it and, and yep. she's passed it on to me because I'm terrible. Yeah, I'd, I'd still forward them. I forward them. You get yeah. a lot of forwards. Yeah, um, yeah. So Anna is 25 and she said in her email, you're like the cool aunties that actually talk about things I care about from Australian sexism to our untold Australian history. I definitely wasn't taught about it at school. I've had to do my own research out of my own interest. You ladies nail it. Listening Aww. to you helps me voice my opinion, so thank you. Your resources are incredible. Oh, thank and you. You always bring me back to earth with fashion updates and your bang-on recommendations. <laughs> yes, we do follow up on these things. And also Anna pointed out, because I was talking last week about, or two weeks ago when because um, we had a week off last week, but we were talking a little bit about um, – that great episode of This Is Love and It's a Sin and me kind of wondering why mm. AIDS shows are in the spotlight at the moment. Yeah. And Anna, again, who's 25, said it's she reckons it's because her generation had no fucking idea about how truly terrible it was and at school they teach us about World War II and make us watch Boy in the Striped Pajamas every year but they ignore teaching us about the AIDS epidemic or the stolen generation. I think our national curriculum needs a glow up. Yep. Thank you for that great email, Anna. And thank you for letting us use the term glow up. I can't use it because I'm too old, but I love that. <laughs> You're a millennial, aren't you? You're totally no, a millennial. No, I'm Gen X. Um, a couple of other no, what am I? What am I? Gen- no, you're Gen X. Gen X. Of course I'm Gen X. You're a millennial. Are you or, a millennial? You're a boomer. No, I'm Gen X. No, I'm not boomer. You're not a boomer. You're not a boomer. <laughs> You just look so defeated when I said that. I'm not a boomer. I'm not a boomer. <laughs> um, a couple other really quick ones just that came through on the podcast reviews on Apple mm. Podcasts. 
Um, Panda Trini said that they're going through a time where I'm at a crossroads with what I think I know and what I want to know. Thank you for taking the time to introduce me to voices that I don't generally come across in my day-to-day life. Got another great um, review from a fellow who said, the podcast I listen to when I'm at the dodgy laundrette. So happy that that's your locale. (laughs) And he said, as a gay man, I see the world and its challenges, but that doesn't mean I see it from a female perspective. It helps me form an opinion from all sides of the coin. Thanks for always helping me grind my gears and see what's happening in the big wide world. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for all your messages and your reviews. We read every one of them. We love them so much. And um, we're so glad that you... Uh, click on the show notes as well and follow us down those rabbit holes. And now that we know how to find the show notes. Yeah, well, (laughs) I was on the website. It was fine. I was always looking at them on the website. (laughs) What are you you banging on about this week? Um, This week I am banging on about uh, a new book that's come out. You probably see it in all of the bookstores if you're getting out and about. Dolly Alderton, it's called Ghosts. And Dolly Alderton Mm. is one half of the High Low podcast, which is a UK podcast, sadly now defunct. They called it a day after a certain amount of years just a couple of months ago. Um, She does it with Pandora Sykes and it was a great one. It was similar to Bang On, a sort of an English version of Bang On with much more of a a literary bent. I'm sure I've probably banged on about it at some point. Um, But her book is fiction and, look, it's it's very millennial. It deals with um, all those themes that 30-somethings white women living in London would deal with, like... um, the perils of online dating, your friends all having weddings and having babies and and you're the last singleton. Um, age, but then it goes into things like ageing parents and becoming a carer. Um, and even though that sounds um, perhaps a little bit chick-litty, it's the opposite. She's a beautiful writer. Uh, Dolly, I, I love her turn of phrase and there's much more depth to this than perhaps that synopsis I've just given it. Uh, suggests so it's it's brilliant I'm really enjoying it it's a rollicking read and um yeah I'm, I'm loving it hey what are you banging on about uh I'm banging on about something that you listen to as well but it's a podcast it's a podcast called resistance and I think this speaks to that review that I read out earlier about you know taking the time to introduce people to voices that you don't generally come across mm. in your day-to-day life because this is full of amazing voices it's an American podcast that kicked off last year about refusing to accept things as they are. And it began in the wake of George Floyd's death and the global Black Lives Matter protests. Um, It's worth noting as well that right now, as we speak, recording Bang On Today, the jury has just retired to decide on the verdict for the police officer who killed Mm. George Floyd, Derek Chauvin. So I, I feel like it's a good time to listen to this. But to be honest, any time is a good listen time to listen to this podcast because Each half hour is a different story from the front lines of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it is broad. It's from the generation that are fighting to change it, that are turning up, that are protesting, and it also really fills those gaps of history and stories that, you know, haven't been told. It's all told by black voices. So um, there's one episode that's completely told from a protester's experience, like you're literally you're hearing it being recorded in his apartment while some cops in New York City are trying to arrest him without a warrant and he's talking you through in real time the protest that's gathering outside because he's live streaming on Instagram. He's genuinely worried that if he, if he leaves, he doesn't know what's going to happen to him or they're going to break down his door and set dogs on him or worse. Um, another visits the only black man in a small, extremely white town in Nebraska 
Then there's a, they go to Nigeria and have this exploration of the end SARS campaign, which I'm not going to go into here, but is worth following up if you're curious about that. Mm. But in that story, it kind of spotlights the queer agitators at the sort of margins because I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Nigeria, in certain parts of Nigeria, you can be stoned to death for being gay. So it's very broad. It's all hosted by an amazing host and journalist called Saeed Tejan Thomas Jr., who's just brilliant. And I'm learning a lot and it's so well done. Um, It's put out by Gimlet, who do great podcasts now. They've just been bought by Spotify in the last couple of years. But it's just freaking awesome. Resistance. It's so good, Miff. It's so good. That's I'm doing that this week. That sounds amazing. Half an hour episodes. You learn a lot. Um, really fascinating and hearing some incredible voices and stories from yeah. from all over the world. So good. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's it. We're done. Week over. We're done. We're done. Yay. Yay. Looking forward to the next thing that the government does next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Milkshake. Brings all the boys in the yard and girls. <laughs> Not all milkshakes, Miff. Not all milkshakes. Not all milkshakes. That's right. <laughs> see you, ne- see see you yeah. next week. <laughs> on.